Welcome to RegTech Live with Clause Match. The aim of these sessions is to provide you with a 10-minute live discussion around technology and compliance, speaking with leading industry experts every Thursday lunchtime. Today, we'll be discussing how technology can help solve current and future challenges in risk and compliance. And to do that, joining us is Nick Mellas, an SME in risk and regulatory compliance. Thank you for joining us, Nick. Nice to be here. Nick, would you mind giving us a quick introduction to yourself? Sure. Um, so I'm, a, as you say, a risk compliance and policy professional um, in financial services. I come from Australia, where I worked for um, public and private sector organisations around policy, risk and compliance. And um, I've come to London in, uh, in, with a view to learn a lot about how technology is solving some of the problems that are coming up or indeed um, exist in uh, risk compliance and policy management as well as governance. Uh, just really interesting solutions to issues that have been a while in the making. Um, yeah. Great. Thanks for that. And so I guess some of the challenges that I'm personally hearing across risk and compliance functions is around, for example, taking collaborative processes that involve multiple stakeholders um, and moving them to this distributed business model. Yeah. One of the examples that keeps coming to mind is uh, quickly reviewing, updating and implementing policies and controls related to working from home. So BCP or data privacy. What have been some of your personal challenges, if any, um, that these recent changes have um, made? My, uh, my personal experience has been um, working with technologies that actually make distributed working a lot easier, that have been designed for situations where your technical development team is in another country, another time zone, and needs to be delivering on, um, on their work within certain timeframes. Um, and your work being dependent on their delivery. Um, so for me, the technology element, of, there are quite a few tools out there that will deal with this quite uh, well. What I've, um, what I've been interested to see is how people are dealing personally with it. You know, um, you know they've got questions about their families, like for myself, I'm on a certain kind of visa. It's um, interesting and um, an interesting time of solidarity for people to work together and, um, and show a bit of compassion to each other, yeah. No, I think that's a great point that you've made. Um, you know, businesses have an obligation to obviously mitigate their own risks and look after their employees, but then also their customers. What are some of the positive things businesses can do to help alleviate these personal challenges? Hmm. I think what businesses can do is, um, well, hopefully they've already created a culture where people are quite open about their circumstances and quite open about how they're feeling about working. Um, and the technology tools available should be able to um, accommodate different sort of time working, different, um, different ways of delivering on what you said you do. Um, and I think for those who've been prepared before a bit with the distributed working model, um, I, I guess an example would be even technical documents like terms of reference and trying to get governance uh, working in this time. Um, I've always designed, I've been designing these things so that they can work in a remote sense, right? Um, so making sure that there are clear rules, clear processes that work if you're trying to do an online, if you're trying to do a vote online or you're trying to make a decision online. Um, so having that as a base is very good for, um, for working with people um, in, in um, challenging circumstances. 
and then the co the culture of, of openness and uh, and honesty. Great. No, that makes complete sense. Um, I really want to get into the the technology part, but um, maybe before we do that, I want to flip it on its head. What do you think some of the challenges uh, are for financial institutions that may have that have not been blessed with maybe the agile processes and distributed uh, work models that you've experienced? Hmm. Well, I can I can speculate that a lot of the things that they've taken for granted. So, for example, your committee meetings happen on these days, or your policy process takes these steps. Um, they've taken for granted that they've been able to either follow that by working in the office or um, shortcut some of that um, or pave over some of the, the technical difficulties they've been having. Um, but now that's no longer the case for, for a lot of these things. So it's for companies that are thinking, well, how do I move to a um, remote sort of working style? How do we support our employees in this time? They've really got to look fundamentally and break up what these governance and risk and compliance processes are and then think to themselves, well, of these steps that they need to take at each part of the process, um, what technologies are available? How can we help them? You know, um, if we're not so comfortable that voting can be done um, by having everyone in the same Zoom call, because some people have gone back home um, to be with their families, uh, do we do this by email? Is there a voting technology that we can implement quickly? Um, it's, it's about getting back to the fundamentals and thinking, well, um, what needs to change to make this happen online. Great. Can you maybe expand a bit more on that regulatory technology that can enable these um, sort of uh, challenges you've just discussed? Well, I mean, clause match is a good one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, what the kind of technology you're looking for, I think, is um, you, firstly, it's a matter of connection, right? So you want to be able to make sure that the technologies that you implement can talk to each other your policy management can talk to your controls assessment, can talk to your risk assessment, right? Um, and if you haven't built it out in that way, I mean, now's a great time to start thinking about, well, where, where have we fallen over in this and how yeah. can we do it? Um, the other part is the technology. I think I've, I've um, explained a bit of my thinking on this, but the technology around governance and decision-making, right? Yeah, um, a lot of these technical documents, like terms of reference, they get an annual review at some point. They get um, they get referred to when there's a kind of question of process. But what the current circumstances may be doing is putting a lot of pressure on these to say things that really they don't say yet. Mm -hmm. um, and so what you might want to do is think, okay, well, um, our governance processes are designed for BAU, where everyone's in the office and we need to make decisions within a certain time frame. Um, if we needed to make decisions shorter, so for example, to respond to the emergency rulemaking that a lot of regulators are doing right now, um, what would that look like, right? What would that look like and how would, um, was a technology solution for that? Oh, great. And so, you know, what I'm getting from that um, is, you know, it's really important to automate some of the administrative tasks that um, are involved around collaborative workflows um, across processes in risk and compliance. Um, I guess my final question is, do you think this pandemic is speeding up the digital transformation for um, businesses that may have not already adopted these types of uh, ways of working? And if so, what does the future look like? Hmm. To the first point about speeding up the digital transformation, um, 
obviously there's a, a, a lot more at stake here than digital transformation, but to that, I'd say um, it is gonna ask, leave a lot of questions open about why things weren't working the way we hoped they would, right? Uh, conversely, what were we doing well and what was able to function and what we can learn from that. Um, so it's a real, it's, um, it's a stress test of operational resilience, really, um, except I guess not a test. Um, but what I would say about the future of, of regulatory compliance risk and, and governance is that um, what you want to be looking at is um, what you say automation, but with a specific purpose in mind being that the compliance professional, the future, the risk professional, um, the governance professional is, um, is needs to take a strategic uh, mindset and need to be able to perform large-scale analysis of processes. Um, their role is not going to be iterative because what these circumstances show is that you need some sort of technology that can implement a process repetitively, um, a governance process, a risk assessment, etc. They can do that repetitively and can produce data that is coherent for analysis. Um, and can be adjusted in that repeatable way, um, have that, that process adjusted for circumstances like this. You know, mm -hmm. if your time periods are shortened because you have to respond to immediate regulatory change, um, it's important to have that regulatory change process understood beforehand and be able to look at it and say, well, these things, this uh, period of five days we give people to vote, it's now half a day. You know, deal with that. Um, so that's... Um, that's, I think, the connection between uh, the technology element um, and what these professionals are going to have to be doing in the future and presently, I should say. Great. Well, thank you, Nick, uh, for taking the time to speak with me. It's been a short but sweet discussion. And I guess given your experience working at fast and agile companies, you've shared some great insights on how organisations can respond to our current situation, but as well looking to the future improving their approach to risk and compliance. I'm very happy to help. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. So in our next episode, we'll be speaking to an expert in the insurance industry on the current challenges and opportunities that have been presented to them. Cheers. Thanks.